We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. <laughs> we're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Another episode of Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He's Robbie Hummel. And man, you look tired. You look you look really fatigued right now, Rob. You say the same intro every time. I'm just cold. You know, we don't all get to go to Charleston. It's like negative five in Chicago. <laughs> don't the be. weather might be colder there, but it's still probably in the 40s or 50s. So I, 58. I'm just cold. 58 today, and it's still a little chilly. This reminds me in Chicago of the polar vortex. I spent the polar vortex year in Minneapolis with the T-Wolves, and it is this level of cold for sure. Yeah, it sounds brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, all right, let, let's let's get to it a little bit. Um, you saw Illinois yesterday. Am I correct? Yeah. Yesterday. Yes, that's correct. It was a stinker at home against Maryland, one that I don't think anybody thought even without Terrence Shannon Jr., that the Illini were going to lose at home to a Terps team that has been, frankly, um, not very good all year. Well, and not only that, but also awful in road games. Right. Awful Terrible. in road Couldn't games. For, for the last two years, really. Can't score. And Maryland comes out, and they end up winning in Champaign. And here's my hot take. My hot take. On I this. know it's coming, but go ahead. This hot take has been spreading on the internet like wildfire, but go ahead. Really? Okay. I don't know if it's that hot, but my hot take is if Terrence Shannon Jr. doesn't come back the rest of the year, is Illinois a fringe tournament team? Are they like bubble-ish at the end of the day? So wait, are you saying that the committee is going to like look at them and say, post Shannon, you are this, pre Shannon, you are that, like an injury? I'm saying they could. Why can't they? Again, what people don't realize, Rob, is this is humans in a room. They can look at it the way they want to look at it. No, it's not like it's not like it's steadfast. Well, like because you could if Shannon doesn't come back. Now, again, Illinois was pretty good early, right? They get the win against Northwestern. I suppose. I suppose their best win non-conference was uh, Florida Atlantic, which probably doesn't look as good uh, today as maybe you. you would think it would. No, um, with him, Rob, with him, they're like a two or three seed. 
Nobody's no, I thought that they could. I thought they could go to the Final Four. Yeah, I, I did the Missouri game and I was blown away yep. by the way that they played. Uh, and Shannon was like, he was like D Brown in transition that game. Awesome. Like, it was unbelievable to watch. Uh, I I still think they'll make the tournament. I'm not willing to go as far. Now they might be a seven or an eight or a nine or a ten. You know, they could be seated there depending on what happens going forward. I was shocked yesterday because I didn't think their game plan, whether it was the execution of it. Or just what they did against Maryland was was very good. You know, you they ha- they've basically gone away from playing Dane Danger because Coleman Hawkins is more effective at the five, which I'm I'm fine with that. All right, you want to you want to flip skill versus size, fine. But I I don't think that you can leave Coleman Hawkins one on one with Julian Reese. You know, I, I don't think that you can let Jameer Young just blow by every perimeter defender that you have and and Jameer Young was awesome and Julian Reese was awesome those two guys were phenomenal but to me if you're playing Maryland I would be on Deshaun Harris-Smith Jordan Geronimo Noah Batchelor uh there's others I'm trying to uh even Jamie Kaiser I would be helping off of every one of those Kaiser guys can shoot Kaiser can shoot hey, not but he's it. shooting 25 percent from three and once he makes a couple which he has shot it better then you can adjust Deshaun Harris Smith is shooting like 19 percent from three Jordan Geronimo eight percent from three going into the game yep. I get that Geronimo made one uh Bachelor made one and Deshaun Harris Smith made one late in the game but who cares right but who I would let him points make. for those guys I don't care I'm not letting Jameer Young go downhill and just torch me for 28. And I'm bringing a post double off one of those guys Every to day. help Coleman Hawkins because he can't. Dude, he he's a good defender, but he's not, not going to be able to match. Though he's not great in the post. No, I, I I now I think that Illinois would debate that with you. Uh, I think that they feel like he has done a good job, but I I'm not letting him be one on one. You can't. And I I just didn't think that they really played them in a way that their personnel uh, would dictate, you know, like I, I thought that they just were like, no, we're going to guard Jameer Young one-on-one. Well, why? He's torching you. It's why right. are you guarding Julian? You got to adapt. He's torching you. You got to adapt. I, I don't your game plan. That half yeah. I, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, I, I thought that Illinois, obviously they, they destroyed Northwestern at home. Uh, the Purdue game, I came away thinking, you know, a lot of teams would get rolled being down like that. They came back, cut to two beat Michigan state. Uh, Michigan state is, I think still kind of just okay. Yeah. It's not like they're the team that you thought they would be. Uh, in the, they're not the team I thought they were. Before for the season. Uh, but this is a this is kind of a bad – I mean, Maryland's best win was UCLA on the hey, road. Did Illinois, did Illinois just come out almost – like could, could you sense that they came out thinking, hey, you know what, we're going to win this game if we show yeah, up? I, I, yeah, I kind of got that. They were not hooked up. Yeah. They were not ready to play. It didn't seem like they were playing hard on TV – it came across as is they did not have any intensity coming out. Yeah. And this team, like you've got an opportunity now. People are doubting you without yeah. Shannon. Like to me, it should be just the opposite. Every game. No, agreed. Agreed. And I think, you know, maybe they got a little bit complacent because everyone was hyping them up post Shannon because of the way they played. You know, that's kind of what it felt like from watching uh, courtside. They've got to, I mean, they go to Michigan. They should win that. They play Rutgers at home on Sunday. They should win that. Right. But when then they've got Wednesday at Northwestern, and I know that they blitzed Northwestern at home, but that will be a different beast in Evanston. You know, I, I'm 
I do give Northwestern a lot of credit. They've made that atmosphere into a pretty good one with their students. Yeah. Their students have done a nice job. Um, and then they've got Indiana at home. So, like, a, a stretch of very winnable games, but you have to win these four. Hey, Rob. You got to. Rob, they're, they're all winnable. Like, it, like, in the Big East, there's very few games that don't include the name Purdue that you're going to look out and be like, it's not winnable. Like, every game 10? is winnable. Did you the, say the Big East? In the Big Ten. I'm sorry, in the Big Ten. Every game in the Big Ten is is – winnable but they're also losable as they just showed yesterday yeah i would look at wisconsin as a team as well that has maybe become like and they're maybe. pretty good and they're yes. pretty deep and they've got some some players yeah. there yeah, I, I, yeah I, I hear you but but i'm just saying like somebody's gonna i was thinking of this this morning and i'm like all right like i put together the top 25 every week and it's really hard at the end of the top 25 right now there's no disparity from 20 to 40 there's very little and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, like a year ago, I think it was a year ago, two years ago, I remember Arkansas this time of year, they were like way off the bubble. They were way off. And they won like seven straight. And they went from like off the bubble. And then we look back literally, you know, seven games later, and they were like like a seven seed. And I yeah. feel like somebody's going to do that, it, whether it's in the Big Ten, whether it's, it, it, you know, it's in another league. But pro- probably the Big Ten can can somebody do that, Rob? My question to you is: Can a Big Ten team go on a run like that where they went? You know, whether it's an Indian. But the thing about State. the thing about Arkansas was they had extreme talent and like physical talent. Yeah. You know, like that's where that made that kind of different. Right, so I mean, who is the team? Here's a here's my question: Take Terrence Shannon Jr. out of the equation today. Who is the team not named Purdue or Wisconsin? that has the highest upside, the most talent that could possibly go on one of those runs. Give me the team that you feel like has the opportunity to reel off five, six in a row if they get hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Probably, I mean, probably Michigan State. They still yeah. have good – they have guard play that, uh, you know, can get going. A.J. Yeah. Hogard has been better. Um, if you look at his body yeah. of work, I would say over the last they got six Kohler games. back. Hey, they got Jackson Kohler back. Jackson Kohler's back, but that's going to take some time like for him to get yeah. in a rhythm, I think. But he can score, and they need back-to-the-basket scoring. The, the problem is their inconsistency. Like, I, I watched Malik Hall go for zero points on three shots, and then the next game he's making moves where it's like spin baseline, reverse layup, impressive finish, you know? Like <laughs> They have a new weapon, though, Rob. Rob, they have a new weapon now. Steven Izzo, congratulations to him. First bucket, yes. And the degree of difficulty on the shot was like 100 (laughs) out of 100. Loader, like, at the top of the backboard. How cool was it to to watch the teammates? Like, that's always the thing you look at, right? Like, how much you're beloved by – and Steven Izzo's – I haven't been around him a ton over the years, but enough. Like, he's a funny – He's kind of – I remember Tom telling me this years ago. When, when Steven Izzo was young, like I would say like 12 or 13, he was like, there's no way he's going to have the, the discipline to, to walk on and, and play for me. He was kind of like this funny, goofy kid who probably did, you know, a bunch of shit, you know, that like he shouldn't have at that age. And Tom was like, there's no way he's going to be able to make it for me. And now like, you know, four or five years later – you know, he's been a walk-on in the program. Like, I love those stories, especially. With- yeah, you know, I, I forget what game it was we were doing up there this year. He got in late, 
and caught he basically caught the ball coming on the floor and shot like a, a 35 foot three and i thought his dad looked like he wanted to kill him he looked like he wanted i could just envision tom Izzo like calling him that night and be like steven you got to move the ball <laughs> even though it's like it's like victory cigar type time like they're up 30 i think it was against penn state where he just caught it and jacked um but you know the crowd it's hard when the crowd that wants you to score so bad you know like they it's hard to not shoot every time especially Uh, i I think i'll go michigan state um you know i i don't know ohio state they're the most talented michigan state for sure do you think they're the most talented or are you just saying because of tom is i think they're i think their guards are the most talented out of um any team that you would see in the Big Ten, you have a coach that can figure it out and has figured it out in the past. Uh, and I think their schedule actually sets up for what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I don't think that they're going to be you know, Minnesota at home, Maryland away, Wisconsin away is tough. Like that's yep. that's going to be a tough game. But then you've got Michigan at home, Maryland at home, Minnesota away. So like they, you could easily go five and six. Yep. In those in those six games, you know. So I, I'll go with them. I'll go with the Spartans. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, 
BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. All right, I got one more Big Ten uh, question before we get on to our big debate, our big debate of the, of the show, which will be Purdue or uh, UConn, who's the best team in the country. And you'll take your Boilermakers I'm going to take the UConn Huskies. Make, make the case, huh? Well, it pains me to have to do it because I've got to play the role of Rob Doster, and I don't. Yeah, want to Rob is up. Rob is definitely a homer. I've been oh. I've been listening to him on some of these, uh, you know, after dark. He's worse than you. He's worse than you are. With he him. is, but he just, you know, he can't help himself. He he loves him some UConn Huskies. He just can't right. be objective. He's not mul- he's not disciplined enough to be objective. No, not like you. Not like you. Right. Um, anyway, all right. Here, here's here's my big question to you. How many and who, how many Big Ten teams get in and which ones get in the NCAA tournament? All right, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a lock. Purdue yep. is a lock. Yep. Illinois is in. Yep. Even even if you don't think so. No, I'm not uh, saying I don't think so. I'm just saying, like, could it be? No, you're, you're putting a hypothetical where they, they tank yeah. a little bit. and yeah. That's all. All right, so I've got Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, right? Yeah, that's three. Uh, Michigan State, I think, will get in for four. I agree. Rutgers is out. Michigan is out. Penn State is out. Yep. Iowa, 10 and 6, they've got work to do. Uh, I think they are probably out. Ohio State, as of now, I will say is in, but certainly I think they still have some work to do, but I think Ohio State will get in. Maryland, I'm going to guess, misses. I think they're like NIT, probably. Uh, I think they'll miss the tournament. Nebraska, I think, makes it. Okay. But they're close. Six. They're six. I'm at six. Uh, Minnesota, really good start. I think they'll probably miss. They're out. And I'll say Northwestern gets in. So uh, Indiana, Indiana, I think, as of now, is I out. I figured you'd have – yeah, well, I was going to say, so Indiana's out. They're eight. I think Indiana's out as of now, but certainly some opportunities with Purdue twice. Uh, They also play Wisconsin twice. So if they can win some of those games, they can change that narrative. But right now, I don't think Indiana's in the tournament at 12. Your colleague in the Cats would would beg to differ. He's got the Hoosiers in the tournament right now. That's his opinion. Uh, But what did I say, seven? Seven Yeah, which I, I think, you know, I've been thinking six. But you look around the country. No, right? I think just around nationally, it's, right. it's. I think it's more than that. That's the thing is like Pac-12. How many are you getting in? ACC's down this year. Like Mount yeah. West is probably going to get five in, but wow, but man. a lot of these leagues nearly. You, you just look around, and there aren't a lot of of, you know, like even like CAA, uh, like leagues like that that are gonna, even in the mix to get multiple bids. Right. So I, I think right. I think at the end of the day, you're probably right. There's got to be a little separation. You know, a team like Northwestern, Nebraska, they got to go on a little run. But if know, Northwestern hadn't lost to Chicago State, no, I'd feel really good about them getting in. Right. Um, the problem, the problem with the Big Ten, it's going to face is other than Purdue, Purdue and Wisconsin, they're going to have bad seats. Well, and like some of the games, like Penn State is a terrifying game to play on the road. Yes. You have to win. 
Like Northwestern barely beat them. Uh, and it's not an easy place to play because it's not exactly the most hey, lively have, of atmospheres. And Have you and I talked about the Doug McDaniel? I don't think we did last week, right? I think it came after our show last no, week. No, it came after our show, yeah. Right, so, yeah, so I, yeah. I got to get your take on this because I've never seen anything like this where a kid gets either. suspended academically so he can't travel on the road, but he can play in home games. So he's going to yeah. be out there. We're, we're, shooting it. We're, we're recording this right now prior to their game on Martin Luther King uh, Day. It's going to air after their game. But he's, a, but he's available to, today. Yes. Yes. He is. And I think he'll play. I think that was the, the feeling I got when we saw them at Maryland. Um, is it baffling? Like what? what, yeah, what was I mean, it's a weird. I've never heard of this. I've never yeah. heard of a suspension. It's almost like load management. Like, do you play Doug McDaniel 40 minutes at home? No, like, dude, you got to empty the chamber here. Like, you got to just, you got to go all out. You have to be so exhausted because you're not playing in our next road game, which is kind of a funny way to look at this. Uh, I, I think from my understanding, and this could be wrong, but I got the feeling that he is not ineligible by NCAA standing. Like, I think that he's okay there. I think this is more of like a school, a Michigan or a basketball team type uh, academic performance yeah. standard. And I got the feeling that he, he, uh, they felt like him missing class for a road game would be, he just can't he can't miss class for for road games because of what his academic standing is so he's not actually totally ineligible he just they need him to be in class so he will not travel on the road so he can be in class and he will play in home games because he can go to class if that makes sense it's still weird don't worry i'm with you but that was the that was kind of what i gathered yeah and here's the interesting part i mean again listen it's just been such a, a shit show. In and yeah, I mean, you you top it off on on some of the other things with with you right. know the Palestra game. If and... it was by itself, if this was a one off, but it's been you know again, like you said, he lets Martelli coach when let's face it, his his job is on the line here, and you know he, he's doing a nice thing for Phil Martelli, but Michigan fans are like, no, 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 we're we're paying you to be the head coach. Yeah, here. no, and I mean with the way the season has gone, that that's that's tough, but I I do think that that Jawan Howard has. Uh, you know, it's not. I, I don't think that he is back to 100. percent I will say. Um, yeah, I've heard that from too. his. I've heard his that too. Procedure. You know, who, who knows what happens after the season? But but I think that if you know if if you're if that's the case, I think people would have sympathy for that. You had a, a very serious heart procedure. Yep. You know, and if that if if you're not feeling up to coaching a game because of that, I think that Michigan should. Now, I'm not saying that's why, but I think that if that was the case, if you come out and say that. I think that Michigan fans would be like, "Oh, I, I understand." Yeah, you know, we're going to give you right. Yeah. give you every, you know, we want you to be healthy. Game. You know, yes. like that. That's I think right. that's that's different. All right, it's time, Rob. It's time for you to make your case, and this should be easy for you. Uh, why your Purdue Boilermakers are still the best team in the country? Now, I will say this: I did vote Purdue number one ahead of UConn, but I'm going to take the role of the UConn Huskies. And, and battle you here uh why i believe a debate wait are you an ap voter no i gave that up I gave oh, that i'm up. so glad you don't you don't watch enough you don't watch it if you'd be that guy that's like still has saint mary's in the top 25 because you haven't been watching their games I, I'm, I'm watching some football in between some games today See, that's the thing that's the that's thing like doing. you're you're just not locked in enough. I'm not um, locked in. No, not at all. All right. You want me to start with Purdue or you want to start with UConn? I'm going to start with UConn and then I'll let you kind of retort right. here. 
against my my reasoning. And here's what I'll say on UConn. All right, so they haven't had their big boy healthy all year. Preseason, Donovan Klingon foot injury. Last few weeks, he's been out. Since yeah, what were you guys calling him on your after dark? Kling Kong? Kling Kong. That's, that's Hurley actually a, an awesome nickname. I think uh, Hurley calls him that. That's a sweet nickname. It's a great Danny Hurley. Um, yeah. So he may come back as early as this week, uh, Hurley said. So, you know, obviously, if, if Klingon is healthy, um, which is an if right now, but if he comes back healthy, they have a piece that very few teams have. He's not the scorer Zach Eady is, but he can stand up to him defensively and give you something that Zach Eady never has to go up against. Uh, they have an elite point guard who's older, interested new, who doesn't have to make shots and hasn't lately, but he rebounds about as well as any point guard in the country, and he, he's a terrific ball mover now. Um, they have an elite coach in Dan Hurley. Um, who, who does an incredible job. Like, nobody can argue what this dude does on both ends of the court right now. Defensively, their toughness, that's been a staple for him for years guarding. But offensively, what he's been able to do to unlock some of these guys and get them easy baskets is is incredible the last year plus. Hold on. Yep. You're you're hyping a defense that is now ranked eighth in Ken Palm in defensive efficiency and conference play? I am because uh, they don't have the big boy. They don't have the big boy. So that that changes when you imagine he hasn't played in any he hasn't played in any Big East games. No, no, December twentieth he's been hurt. So I, maybe he played a little bit, but not much. Um, they've got two of the best shooters in the country, Rob. That is two true. of the best shooters in the country that are both older. They move the ball. They're tough. They're Danny Hurley's type of players. Yeah, Caravan has been on fire players too. Okay, they're Painters type of players, but they're better. You 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 trust whenever Cam Spencer or Alex Caravan shoot the ball? Like, look at what Caravan's shooting the last five, eight games since he's been healthy after screwing up his finger. He's money. Spencer's money. And then you add in Stefan Castle, who is way better upside than Lance Jones. Way better. Like, Lance Jones is a small athletic guard. Castle's pretty big, right? Yeah. He's like 6'6". Six, six. strong, athletic, can get downhill can finish he's been in double figures the last four games and he's going to keep coming up like he's going to be a lottery pick he is a physical specimen he's a big t- like he's just a better version of lance jones now he's only a freshman so he's going to be up and down but man lance jones is up and down offensively like you never know what you're getting from him. um they won it all your team lost in the first round last year so like they, they're still gonna they have, have some championship pedigree hurdles. yeah all right they're gonna have some mental hurdles when they get in the NCAA tournament, Caravan and, and Klingon, like those dudes are going to be Newton. They're going to be like this shit. We've done this shit already. Like we know, we know we're champions. Like check out our, our the ring on our finger. Like yeah. they're just going to come in with a swagger. Hurley's going to come in with a swagger. Um, Paint's going to be worried going into the year. So my take to you is if Donovan Klingon is healthy, UConn is the team to beat going into NCAA tournament this year. I think you're feeling yourself a little bit from watching them beat up on St. John at home, DePaul 265 and Ken Palm at home, Butler on the road, 63rd, Xavier 33rd away, Georgetown 177 at home. They're good, but let's let them get into the meat of the schedule here where they go Creighton, Nova, 
you know, Providence certainly is different now with with the injuries that they've seen. But they they play the better teams in the Big East here going forward. Um, I do agree that they're they're really good. Uh, but you know, I'm supposed to take their side. So with Purdue, you know, you just said that these but guys are a better three. Hold on, hold on. Am I telling you I've talked you into believing now? No. Going to I, the tournament, UConn is the best team in the country. I I don't know that yet. I need to see them play some people that have a pulse in the Big East first. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is nothing in sports better than the heart of the college basketball season, which is why I need to tell you guys about our partners over at Rhythm. If you're into sports betting, you need Rhythm, the place for data-backed props and picks. For those that are unfamiliar, Rhythm, spelled R-I-T-H-M-M, is the go-to mobile app for player props and game picks. Backed by AI predictive models, Rhythm helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports, but particularly college hoops, where there are as many as 150 games a day during conference play many of which have softer lines at BetMGM than you'll find in the NFL or the NBA. With Rhythm, you get data-backed picks for every Division I game every day. Users get free picks daily with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you already using modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the Rhythm app itself. I am a Rhythm user, and I found that I've been a better better when I focus on lines where my gut and Rhythm's modeling are aligned. When I think UConn can cover on the road against Butler and Rhythm backs that up, we fire. But Rhythm also helps lead you to plays that you didn't know you needed to make. Like, for example, when the data says bet the over in UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire because you have a 61% edge on that line, you bet the over and you bink. So if you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M, the place for data-backed props and picks. They've been playing the worst teams. They've been beating who they're supposed to beat, but their their schedule is going to become real here when they see the better teams. Um, you said that these UConn players are better shooters uh the percentage would not agree with that purdue is the ninth best three-point shooting team in the country at almost 40 percent they've got like seven dudes shooting over 40 percent and that's around the reigning national player of the year they've had the second most efficient offense in college basketball their defense has kind of taken a bit of a step back at least from a metric standpoint they're down to 22nd um but i still think you know Braden smith has become one of the better point guards in the country uh, coming off pick and roll, I think they've been able to play that, that more with with Zach Eady to get him different looks. And Smith has been a factor, you know, coming off 
looking for his own offense. They can crush you on the offensive glass. They have crushed really good high major teams on the offensive glass. Um, yeah, they, they're balanced. They have the reigning national player of the year and they have the best resume in college basketball. And it's not close. I know. I, listen, I just other who have they beaten? They beat Tennessee. Than, they beat Marquette. Big, they beat Gonzaga. They beat Bama. They beat Arizona. It's not even close. Zach Eady, Rob. Other than him, where's the advantage that Purdue has over over Utah? And now again, he's a, he's he's a big factor here. And Klingon, we don't know. But like, wh- give me another. Klingon didn't even. He hasn't even played well this year. No, he he didn't. But he but has not played like. But he's, he's dealt with foot right. So he hasn't. He has not. You act like he's just like the Zach Eady stopper. No, like not. he's Gerald Wilkins on Michael Jordan. Like I what? Do you, the, the Jordan stopper. Like that's what you're making him sound like. You know, he's he's certainly big, but Umar Balo's big. Eady destroyed him. He did. He did. Like could not. Umar Balo was not able to do anything. And Klingon's a lot bigger than Balo. He's a lot bigger. He's a lot. Bigger. How much bigger? How much bigger is he? Like I don't believe inches. he's a lot bigger. I feel like he's like four inches bigger. Isn't Balo seven foot tall? No, no way. I, there's no way Balo's seven. I thought I he was. I don't think so. Um, I, again, here's my take. I just trust Caravan and Spencer shooting the ball. And, and I, I love Purdue's, like, I love Lawyer. I do. I love Lawyer. But. You look at these guys. He's too. he's too inconsistent as of right now, but he is combustible. He'll give Tennessee twenty seven. Totally. Like he'll but he's capable of doing that. You trust Lance Jones yet? You can't. Shoot um, he's you can't. he's been a little up and down, I think, but I think he gives them something that they did not have: junkyard totally. dog defender, yes. transition asset. Agreed. That that's what he gives them. I just look at like Spencer and Caravan. Every time the ball goes, you're up, making Cam Spencer sound like he's freaking Michael. Like he's good. He he's is not that. He's not that much better than what the Purdue guards are. I don't believe that. I, I do not. He he played at Rutgers last year. He was a good player. He's not. He's not like you're making him sound like he's Kyle Singler, or like he's some like elite college player. He's good. He's a good college player on a good college team. Yeah, I, he yeah. is. Well, you're making him sound like he's like just an all American. No, I'm. I'm saying when the ball leaves his hand. I he's, feel he's shooting it. He's shooting it well. I'm with you there. He has in his career. Like this isn't a one-off. This is not he a was, one-off. He was a little up and down at Rutgers in his time there. He would have know. games where he was. I guess is he had to be in the high 30s. Had to be in the high. 30s. Let's look that up because I I'm not sure if he was. Caravan. Caravan's a hell he of is an elite shooter. He is an elite and, shooter. And here's the thing: Caravan gives you. He's the four man that honestly, if you put him on Purdue right now, they would be far and away the number one team in the no. country. No doubt. Far and away. No That's doubt. what they need. They need like an Alex Caraman that just you plug in and what is you? Go ahead. You gave me a say. 40 something. 40 something. Was, I'm surprised because I remember some games where he was like 0 for 9. Go ahead. Uh, 41. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. My memory is fading. Yeah. <laughs> he was 43. Right. But only 35 the year before at Loyola. He's a hell of a shooter. <laughs> no, he's a, a guy. You're making him sound like he's this. Is he is he an all American player? No, he's not. No, he's not an no, no, no. But, but that's what you're making him out to be. You're making him out to be like he's teams. far and away better than Purdue's guards. Is he really? Uh, I would take Cam Spencer over Fletcher Lawyer, or over Braden Smith. Over well, Braden Smith, you would take Smith. him. It's who do you want, Tristan Newton or Braden Smith? And that's kind of a toss up. 
I probably would take. I mean, I, I think that you could you could make the case for either, but I I don't think that it's like this unbelievable advantage to to Tristan Newton. No, 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 no. They're both top ten ish, maybe top five ish point guards in the country. Probably top five right now, right there. Yeah. So like, no, that's not. You know, to to me, the issue is, you know. Again, but you just made it sound like there it's not not close for any of the guards. But now we're saying that Tristan Newton and Braden Smith are a toss up. So where where do you really stand? Oh, the, here, wings, Jeff? the wings. The wings. The wings. I will take Spencer and Caravan at the three, whatever, the wing and the four. Caravan's the Deuce. four. Caravan plays the four, though. Huh? Okay. Uh, you were saying wings, but Caravan's a power four. You've been Correct. hanging out in Charleston way too long, man. Yes. You don't even know what position these guys play. I'm saying I would take Spencer and, <laughs> and Caravan over Lawyer and whoever you want to throw out there at the four. Uh, I mean, I think Purdue's best four has been Mason Gillis. Who's shooting fifty four percent from three? You want to talk about elite shooting? Fifty four is elite. Gillis, what did Mason Gillis shoot last year in the NCAA tournament? And, oh, and again, I don't think. Listen, what did Cam Spencer shoot in the NCAA tournament last year? Oh, he was playing in the <laughs> NIT. So if you want to talk about last year, let's just go there. Didn't make it. Is he not a winner? Is he not a winning player, Jeff? All right, let's move forward. Let's move. <laughs> let's move forward on this note. On this note, let's 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 go forward to my favorite rant of the weekend. Uh, came from one uh, Rick Pitino. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, uh, but I they did. lose at Creighton in a very, very close game. Um, you know, th- this would have been a huge win for them uh, on the road. Huge win. And instead, they come up short. And after the game, they ask him about, you know, does he feel like it was kind of a moral victory? And he yeah. says, quote, when we lose, I hate the fucking world. I don't believe in those valiant efforts on the road. I feel like I want to kill myself, jumping into the cold and die of frostbite. <laughs> Your reaction? Well, I I feel them honestly. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of people that feel that way when they lose. I you probably can't aren't supposed to say that uh, in today's like climate, but it is an honest answer. Um, and I do appreciate someone who actually does give a, an answer that's honest and you know, what they feel. I guess when it, every everything today is so guarded, you know. Um, but I think back to when I played, especially in college, um, some of the more high-profile games, when you'd lose, you wouldn't want to turn the TV on. You wouldn't want to, you know, when you win a big game, put sports center on. You know, you get to you get to relive it. Um, but when you lose those games, man, you just you don't want to you don't want to walk around on campus. You don't want to do anything. You just want to get to the next one. So um I I think it's I think it's funny. I think it was honest. Um but he you know, I'm not surprised he feels like that. I'm sure a lot of coaches feel like that when they lose. These guys are under so much pressure and stress to win, and it's just it's a killer. You know, and I, I don't even know if these guys appreciate when they win. I feel like they, when they win, they're relieved, and when they lose, they're they're destroyed. You know, like that's the thing about this job where I I just don't, I'm not envious because I know how hard it is for them to win these games. Yeah, I, I think. You know, I remember Andrea Hurley, uh, Dan's wife, telling me, like, the quote, her quote always was like, when we lose, he's miserable. When we win, he's miserable. Yeah. And it's like, it's a miserable job. I think Dan's kind of, you know, maybe as you get a little older, you win a title. I think when you win at the highest level, I think that that changes the the perception of you. You know, you definitely, you've got, you've got some cachet. Not that he wasn't a good coach before. He's a really good coach. 
much. I just think that when you've won like that, it 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 does maybe give you some some breathing room. Although I'm not sure that they look at it like that. I think that they still are like, well, now we got to win the next one. You know. He also uh, took some some more shots at Dan Hurley, and I don't know if you paid attention, but they've had a little bit of a of a of rivalry. Yeah, over the uh, moving the game from the Garden to Kern of Second next year. Yes. It's going to start. They're going to try to do that. They've already kind of gone to the Big East about that. But after the game, um, he didn't say his name, but he said it was clear who he was he was uh, talking about. He said, "I don't yell at officials during the game. This is going to sound oh, it was cheating." He said. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a form of cheating when you're trying to get calls on every play and cursing at the referees, inciting the crowd. Uh, that clearly a shot at, at Dan Hurley. You know what? Good. Good for the game. Right. Good for we her. Yeah, like, we need this. I this agree. I love it. We haven't I love had that it they in don't a while. Like, each other. like it used to be Petit yeah, Calipari 10 years ago. Yeah. Doing this every week. Like Cal would say something publicly. Then I'd reach out to Rick. He would he would give me a quote. It was like two. He fire back. No, I mean they. This is good for college basketball. I I hope it continues. Um, we we miss this, you know, the Gene Katie Bobby Knight type thing, or you know, some of the. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It is the place that you can store your own predictions forever, and by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove you're smarter than your friends like John Fanta. And your enemies like Jeff Goodman. Go download the Vaulted app. That's V-L-T-E-D to challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. If you look at it right there on the screen, it says that my Vaulted challenge is that North Carolina can get to a Final Four. And I still think that's what it is. And Goodman, you already said that you're going to basically agree with me on this point. No, I I did not not say I agree with you about anything, okay? Well, listen, here's the thing. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think that if you look at the way that teams are built, right, assuming that UConn gets Donovan Klingon back, I mean, I I think that if you look at UConn and you look at UNC, those are two of what, the top three teams, four teams right now? I think UNC belongs to be in that conversation with the likes of UConn, with the likes of Purdue, with the likes of uh, whoever you want to put up there, right? As the the biggest threat to go out and win a national title. And it's wild to me that we're at this point i don't think i would have thought that even three weeks ago it's incredible what this team has done over the course of the last like month to be able to improve those types your, of uh hey who is your favorite coach to watch or who has been like on the sideline with the way in the big 10 we've got some pretty good ones Izzo is hilarious to watch bram mccaffrey it's hilarious to watch. The stare down. Um, the stare down last year was the, the stare down oh, of Kelly Pfeiffer. I'm I'm so God. thankful I was there. It was oh, just hilarious. Like one of the greatest moments uh, ever. Yeah, yeah. I think Frank Martin is up there. He he definitely uh would make that list. I always thought Huggins was funny to watch. Um as he would kind of destroy I did a game where he had gotten totally shafted at Kansas the game before. And he told us a shoot around. He goes, I am going to complain on every call. Good, positive, neutral, doesn't matter. Every call, I am going to. And the refs, you could tell, they knew that they had done him a disservice. Like, they, Kansas shot, like, 50 foul shots in, in Allen Fieldhouse the game prior. So they let him do it. Like he, I mean, they'd be, like, positive calls for West Virginia. He'd yell at these guys. So I always liked watching Huggins. Um 
Who else? Have you seen uh, anybody ever like Dan Hurley? Have you? Do you remember? Oh, and the, and the Hurleys are also very entertaining. I I was going to say Bobby that. and Danny, like again, you can say what you want about those dudes, but um, they are super entertaining. Uh, they're so into the game. Now, again, can it be a little much on the refs? Yeah, like I think we would all. You I've think? said this about all these college coaches, uh, Rob. Like I don't know how these refs, and I've talked to him plenty about it over the years. I don't know how they're able to do their job well with these coaches in their ear the entire game wanting to talk. To I know them. you, you saw, you see a lot of the times the rest like have their whistle out of their mouth and they're literally conversing while yes. trying to watch the play getting yelled at essentially by said any coach, you know, it's yeah. any coach. Yeah, no, it's no, uh, I, the, the job of the, the officials is very, very difficult. There's no question about that. Um, but I, yeah, the Hurley brothers are, are up there. Um, Brad Underwood is entertaining. Yes, he, he was oh, destroying he was going after somebody in the He's huddle. Destroyed those guys. Holy shit! Yeah, I mean Cal. I think John Calipari yep. can be entertaining. Um, I feel like he's not as crazy this year. No, he's he's not. Maybe he's because not. he's got a good team, really good team. You know, you know who was unbelievable at yelling at the refs was Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan was unbelievable at yelling at the refs. Was he? he got away with saying a lot of stuff where you're like. He can really say this to them. Hey, did, did any coach ever talk shit to you as a player? Was there ever a time when, you know, and you didn't talk a ton, but there was ever, was there ever a time when a coach wanted to, you know, talk some shit to you? Like yesterday, Tim Anderson in the handshake line with uh, right. Julian Reese. No. Uh, no, I don't remember that ever happened. Other than high school, there was a high school coach that we used to play against where we, we joked that, that he was on the floor so much and he was really kind of a, kind of a jerk. And we would always joke that one of us was going to throw a bad pass and just run right through him because he was always on the court. But that that was the only guy that I could think of that would, you know, say stuff or was kind of like like that. And that college, no, no. But but that's like that's kind of like amateur hour if you're yelling at the other team's players. Right. I don't think that that's like. But it happens. You see all that much. It does. It does. But I, I just think why. You know, why would you do that to a, a college kid when you're an adult? I, I don't understand. Because if, if that college kid is talking shit to you, you're just so in the moment. Well, right. I, yeah, but if he's if he's backing it up, tell one of your players to stop him. You know, like true, true. All right, we're gonna fu- we're gonna finish out the show today with our top three candidates as of today, January what's today, fifteenth, fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, uh, for coach of the year, national coach of the year, and. Uh, we each came up with our top three, and uh, I'm going to start, and I've kind of been out there publicly saying this. Um, my my clubhouse leader as of today is Bruce Pearl. I didn't have Auburn anywhere near yep. the preseason top 25. And right yep. now, you're no, that's, about that's a good. Team they could win the SEC. They're right there with Kentucky, with Tennessee in the conversation. Uh, they, they go to Arkansas. They, they, they hand, think about this, they handed Arkansas their worst loss in the history of Bud Walton Arena. Like the worst ever. And this Auburn team isn't like overwhelming. In fact, I'm not sure they have an NBA player on their entire roster. And look at what Bruce Pearl's done. And again, I always, these are always like outkicking your coverage too, in a sense of like overachieving. Yeah, like who's done the best job? Not like, you know, we're not choosing probably Purdue is probably not going to be in there because they're supposed to be good, is how you're looking at it. Right. So I'll, I'll start with, 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 Bruce Pearl is my favorite today to win coach of the year. Who do, who's your favorite if you had to pick one right now? I mean, he would be he would be up there. Uh 
I think out of my three that I was going to say, I would say Greg Gard is probably the in the mix yeah. for for that award, like heavily. Yep. Just the fact that you know the NIT kind of propelled them uh, last year, and they they bring their core back, and their core is good, but the pieces they've put around like Chucky Hepburn, Stephen Crowell, Tyler Wall, AJ Store is a huge gift for them. They just they have not had an athlete like him with his size since probably Alonzo Tucker. And uh, he's not as good as Alonzo Tucker because not many are. Uh, but really like his game. John Blackwell has, is definitely making the all-freshman team. He has been awesome. The fact that Connor Asijan, like doesn't play. He's and he was on the all-freshman right? team last year. He's getting – I mean, bit. he had 12 points against uh, – who is that is against? It, do he you had 12 feel points like against Nebraska. He- he hasn't guarded or do you, yeah do you, that's why he just he was injured early and then his defense uh you know i think he's gotten beat out by some of those other guys match plasma has been awesome the last couple of games he's he's been their defender but kind of dominated the game at ohio state and i think he played pretty good uh yesterday as well uh, against northwestern so i'll greg guard has done a really good job uh offensively they can really score um they've gotten more on the offensive glass this year than i've ever remembered from wisconsin something that they never do uh, but they could, I mean, they put themselves in a, in a position to win the big 10, you know, they're, they're five and O and have a pretty big lead over the other contending teams. So I, I'll go Greg guard is the three that I'm going to say is, is the favorite. Uh, I'll go next Penny Hardaway. Uh, yeah, he definitely should be in there. Has done a great job this year. And again, the roster construction was huge, right? Getting these older guys late. Right. I mean, like, like in may you were looking at them like, eh, they may really but think about it, also with the, uh, it's Mikey, Mikey Williams situation. You're like, man, well, he's not playing. That's yeah. And then Jordan Brown, their other top transfer get one of them hasn't, he's been stepping away from the, the, the team and we don't know exactly what's going on there, but yeah. Know, Quinterly, they get Quinterly late when he leaves Alabama. I think it was probably like June. Um, mm-hmm. Then they get David Jones. Shit, that might've been July. Um, and he's yeah. been all American. That was, and then they no just doubt. get one Tomlin a couple weeks ago. And you know who the key the key figure in getting all those dudes was? Who? Slick Rick. Stansberry. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it was the best hire of the offseason. Oh, he's an assistant there. He's an assistant there now. Correct. That, yeah. that might have been – I mean, it's the best assistant hire. I've always said this. Like, listen, I joke about Slick Rick, but, man, that dude, you don't want to mess with Slick you don't you, want to you don't want to get into a recruiting battle with uh with him, right? <laughs> whether it's in the NIL era, whether it was 20 years ago, um he wins those. Matter. That dude can can get it done and Penny has done a great job again with that hire with getting yeah. those those dudes and then getting them to play together because again, like you said, there's been some drama off the court with Mikey Williams, with Jordan Brown. Yeah. And he's found a way to keep that group together and again, age he 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 understands now like we got to be old we got to be old and the pieces have fit together so what else when that one of your old players is giving you like 30 on any given night too because that one's been awesome uh my second pick i'm gonna go mark pope at byu didn't make the tournament didn't play in the postseason last year uh first year in the big 12 they're 13 and 3 they shoot it they play fast this could change because the Big 12 could beat them down. You know, they're they're off to a – I think they're one and two. But still, to see the way that they have beaten other – you know, like they, they beat Arizona State, beat NC State. Um, 
beat San Diego State. That was a really good win for them in the non-conference. Uh, we'll be interested to see going forward what they are, but he has done a great job at BYU. My last one, a little bit different, a little bit out there. Danny Sprinkle was hired this past offseason from Montana State, where he took him to the NCAA tournament. Goes to Utah State. Like a lot of other new coaches, his team's gutted by the portal. He loses everybody. He returns zero points, zero, of players that actually scored at Utah State last season. Everybody gone. He brings two dudes with him from Montana State. Great Osibor, great name. Uh, Darius Brown, the third. Uh, and they're, they're a great big man point guard duo. Uh, adds Ian Martinez, who you remember, didn't do much at Maryland. He's been really, really He showed good. some. He was actually a good player for them off the bench last year. But I know he's been really good this season. Really good. He had 24 of the weekend. And uh, they are they have the nation's longest winning streak, I think, of 15 games. They've only one loss this whole year. Um, and, and again, I, I'll put Utah State. Their metrics are, are ridiculous right now. They're a lock for the NCAA tournament as of today. Uh, I will put Danny Sprinkle up there absolutely in the mix. Yeah. Um, I was going to go Penny. Uh, but you have stolen him, so I'll go. I'll go Nico Medved. Uh, I think that last year was so injury riddled and disappointing for them. Um, Isaiah Stevens has been awesome. Uh, There's certainly a factor in the Mountain West, uh, but they've gotten back to being like in in the NCAA tournament discussion, and I I think that he's done a, a great job at Fort Collins. So there certainly helps when you got a guard like Isaiah Stevens because he is a beast, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, you know, good to see them bounce back after a year last year where expectations were high and they went 15 and eight, 18 and they had all those injuries. Uh, but so far they've, they've gotten off to a much better start. All right. We got to let you go because this is your rare off day. Um, you're going to take in after this probably What's that? The schedule, man, you're, you're going Bloomington for a big game, Purdue, Indiana tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then you got, what do you got? Northwestern, Maryland, you got Wisconsin, Indiana later this week. Uh, yeah, you're yeah you're 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 rolling for the next few. You know, see, this is why you can't talk you can't talk shit to me when I play golf in the summer because this is this is hard, hard work. It's hard to travel six day flights. Grueling, grueling work. I know, I know. So so difficult. All right, thanks for joining us, Goodman and Hummel Pod. We will see you next week. Uh, again, thanks for joining us, and uh, make sure you subscribe if you're not already doing so. Good Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.